Welcome in to Remedial Adventuring 401, a new real play TTRPG podcast. I'm Adam Souza, and I will be your guide through this fantastical journey as your DM. Prepare for an epic tale with six adventurers, each bearing the weight of their past failures from their original parties. Now thrown together in the remedial class, they're on a quest for redemption and their elusive adventuring license in the captivating realm of Alorium. So, gather around the virtual table, wield your dice, and brace for a tale of second chances, daring escapades, and the pursuit of greatness amidst setbacks. Welcome to Remedial Adventuring 401, where new legends emerge from failure. So, we are going to start deep within a dense and ancient forest, hidden beneath a canopy of foreboding trees, with their twisted branches forming a tenebrous ceiling. Uh, and underneath lies an ancient labyrinth. Within the labyrinth, Cassandra Morwen, the elven wizard, is seen for the first time in months. Her once vibrant emerald eyes, dulled and weary, scan the intricate patterns of the labyrinth's shimmering walls, perpetually shifting and beckoning her deeper into the arcane depths. Her voice, barely more than a whisper, echoes through the cold, labyrinthine chambers. As she murmurs incantations to maintain her sanity, Cassandra's elegant elven form is marked by the harsh toll of her captivity. Her once lustrous hair now hangs in tangled strands, framing her pallid face. Her ethereal robes, bearing the insignia of the Ministry of Adventuring, are frayed, carrying stains of dirt and tears. Suddenly, the air around her ripples with an unfamiliar, ominous presence. The ethereal mist weaves itself through the labyrinth, coalescing into a figure of immaculate and austere authority. This figure is a high-ranking official of the Ministry, and he excludes an aura of unwavering command. And with a wave of their hand, the labyrinth's shifting walls respond, retreating and opening a path before them. The very laws of the arcane bow to this official's presence, and Cassandra, lost in fatigue, watches in awe and confusion. As her rescuer advances, their movements effortless and their magic overwhelming, makes another graceful gesture, and the official extends a hand, radiating power, and with a gentle touch, Cassandra's eyes meet theirs, and in that moment, the labyrinth's grip on her mind shatters. Tears of relief spill down her cheeks as she is drawn for the labyrinth's oppressive embrace and emerges into the real world. Separately, the scene now shifts to a dimly lit ancient dungeon, Deep beneath the earth, the air is thick with an oppressive stillness, broken only by the occasional drip of moisture echoing through the stone passageways. In a hidden chamber, in constant darkness, stands a magnificent ornate mirror, seemingly untouched by time. Within the enchanted reflection, a disheveled and frail figure, Myrtle Greenbottle, the halfling rogue, can be seen. Her glistening emerald eyes, once sharp and mischievous, are now clouded with despair and isolation. Her hair hangs limp and lifeless around her tiny form. Myrtle's voice, though faint and trembling, fills the chamber with the sound of her heart-wrenching sobs. Her slender fingers, ghostly pale, trace intricate patterns on the mirror's surface, mirroring her desperate longing for release. Suddenly, once again, a radiant presence enters the chamber, and a high-ranking official comes in with their footsteps barely making a sound as they approach the mirror. The air around them seems to shimmer with the weight of their magic, and with a swift practice motion, the official produces an ethereal key. Its luminous form hovering in the air, and the mirror's ornate frame shivers, and the mirrored reflection ripples like a pond disturbed by a gentle breeze. Myrtle's tearful eyes widen in awe as the surface of the mirror undulates. 
the enchantment that had held her in thrall weakening under the official's mastery. With the grace of a seasoned rogue, the official extends a hand towards Myrtle, and their features inscrutable and eyes as deep as most ancient of secrets. And with their touch, the enchantment shatters, and Myrtle tumbles from the mirror's surface, landing in a heap on the dungeon's cold stone floor. As her senses reawaken to the tangible world, she is overwhelmed by a sense of deliverance. The official, master of the arcane, looks down at Myrtle, their expression unreadable, before guiding her to her feet and out of the chain. They leave the ancient dungeon behind, and Myrtle's eyes, now once again filled with cunning and curiosity, turn to her enigmatic rescuer, sparking questions and a newfound purpose. Once again, the scene shifts, remaining underground, but leads to a different area, a dimly lit, long-forgotten crypt deep beneath the earth, where walls of stone seem to exude a melancholic presence. Hollybrook Fenelman, the once vibrant high elf cleric, lies at rest in the center of the sacred chamber, bathed in an ethereal light emanating from her still heart. Six months have passed since her untimely demise, and the lifeless elf appears to have aged considerably in that time. Her once lustrous silver hair is now drab, and her regal features bear the weight of time and suffering. Her ceremonial dress, richly adorned with sacred symbols, have grown tattered and faded. The chamber is marked by an eerie, somber silence, as if the air mourns the loss of Hollybrook. Her features are frozen in serene expression, but the aura of the crypt whispers of a tragic fate. Suddenly, once again, the atmosphere changes. An enigmatic official appears at the threshold of the crypt. Their presence, bathed in the cold radiance, is otherworldly, and their eyes seem to hold the secrets that span centuries. With measured steps, they approach the lifeless elf, casting an enigmatic spell that causes the room to shiver. Hollybrook's body stirs, and the remnants of her spiritual essence tremble in response to the official's dark and powerful magic. An ancient incantation reaches its crescendo, and the official's hands emanating a shadowy aura gently touch Hollybrook's brow, and a flicker of life appears within her eyes, and the chest rises with a sudden, shallow breath. Yet, as she awakens, her once joyful eyes bear a hint of emptiness, a void that wasn't there before. Her skin has lost its vibrancy. Her lips, once touched by warmth, are now as cold as the crypt's stone. She stirs, her once angelic smile replaced by a chilling grin. Her movements are deliberate, and her gaze carries a detached intensity, as if the spark of life within her has been replaced by a shadowy enigma. The Ministry official steps back. Their mission has been accomplished, but their expression is a mask of somberness. They've returned Hollybrook to the realm of the living, but at a price that goes beyond the mere passage from life to death. With Holly Brooke now awakened as an undead, she leaves the crypt alongside her enigmatic savior, casting a strange and haunting presence in the shadow of her former self, destined for fate unknown. In a place beyond the reaches of the material plane, in the astral plane, shimmers, vibrant colors, cosmic vistas, and drifting motes of light. The mind-bending vastness stretches into infinity, and at the heart of this plane is a lone figure who appears lost in a drift. Carbonfang, the formidable dragonborn ranger, has been trapped in this shifting expanse for four long and agonizing months. Her once proud and regal posture now droops with exhaustion, and the fire in her amber eyes have waned. Her once gleaming scales, infused with the essence of the wilderness, are now muted and almost translucent, blending with the luminous void of the astral plane. Her archer's attire, crafted with the survival of most perilous of realms, is now worn and frayed, and her voice, the source of inspiration and courage before, is now a mere whisper amidst the quiet infinity of the astral plane. Her breath mingles with the ethereal motes that dance around her as she whispers into the void. Suddenly, the plane seems to ripple with otherworldly presence. 
Another ministry official, their form a spectral wraith amid the astral tapestry, appears as if conjured by the very cosmos itself. Their eyes, like twin stars, regard Carbon Fang with a sense of profound purpose. With a gesture that invokes the very magic of the astral plane, an official effortlessly manipulates the reality itself, and the colorful fabric of the astral plane begins to converge, formulating a portal leading back to the material plane. Carbon Fang's eyes widen with a mixture of disbelief and hope as she is witness to the unfolding miracle. The portal takes form with gentle touch from the official, and it beckons her back to reality. As she emerges from the astral plane, she is greeted with a world tangible, though still brimming with cosmic wonder. Her savior, another official, stands either side, a guardian of secrets and a wielder of unfathomable magic. As they step forth together, Carbon Fang carries with her the weight of her experiences in the astral plane. Her connection to the natural world is now intertwined with the ethereal. Her gaze is a reflection of both awe and resolve. As she begins a new chapter of her life, she is guided by the hand of the ministry into the unfamiliar terrain of her destiny. We shift once more to the unfolds of the dark, foreboding confines of a prison cell where the scent of damp stone mingles with stale air. A figure, Eustace Diamond, the charismatic half-elf bard, sits in quiet contemplation, his demeanor almost eerily polite and proper considering his imprisonment, Eustace, who once used his charm and wit to entertain audiences and win hearts, is now clad in drab attire of a prisoner. His normally vibrant features have dulled and the weight of his circumstances have drained his essence. His honeyed voice, the once source of enchanting melodies, now fills the silence with words of courteous eloquence. His sharp gaze, brimming with an unspoken sorrow, meets the eye of anyone who approaches his cell. Suddenly, a ministry of great renown appears before Eustace's cell, their aura radiating with purpose and authority. Their presence commands the respect of all who behold them. With an air of dignified determination, the official steps closer to the cell with a pardon for Eustace, if he undergoes an exorcism and removes the entity attributed to crimes that have been committed. Their hands are aglow with radiant magic of the ministry, the power to exercise and liberate those in need. Eustace, seemingly grateful and compliant, welcomes the official's assistance with open arms. The cell door swings open and the bard is bathed in the official's cleansing light, a beacon of hope. Yet, as the exorcism unfolds, the spirit's presence within Eustace reveals itself to be powerful and tenacious. The struggle is evident in the bard's eyes, his polite exterior giving way to a battle of wills as the spirit resists the exorcism. The ministry official's magic manages to suppress the spirit's influence, but it becomes clear that a year of possession has left indelible marks on Eustace. The spirit's malevolent presence remains within him, lingering like a shadow cast by a restless specter. Eustace, with a pained expression, thanks the official for their efforts, but a sense of resignation underlines his politeness. His spirit forever altered, and his once charming demeanor is now tinged with a haunting undertone. He steps out of his cell into an uncertain future. The ministry official, with a shadow of regret in their eyes, watches Eustace depart, knowing that the bard's inner turmoil is far from resolved, and that something wasn't quite right. Finally, the setting shifts once again to a dimly lit underground chamber, the place where secrets and horrors often dwell. In a corner of the chamber, a peculiar and nightmarish sight unfolds. You're going to have to tell me how to pronounce your name. Uh, I has. I has. And then what's your surname? Chizubaga. I has Chizubaga. <laughs> We're gonna Oh my god. Guide on that. What'd you say? I'm gonna need a pronunciation guide for that. But it's 
at least the first part to remember. No, <laughs> it just kicked in. Just it just kicked in. No, it's okay. Yes, I'm sorry. My head hurts. It's been a stressful week already. There was a full moon. <laughs> well, the once mighty dragonborn fighter is no longer recognizable as a fierce warrior he once was. I has now transformed into a grotesque and vampiric canine-like creature, paces restlessly within the chamber. His scales have withered, revealing pallid, modded flesh beneath. His claws, once formidable weapons, are now jagged and elongated, tainted by a gruesome hunger. His eyes, now a haunting shade of crimson, glint with an insatiable hunger for flesh. His clothing has been replaced with coarse and matted fur, bearing remnants of the warrior he once was. In the air hangs a scent of both hunger and madness, as Ihaz emits a, a low growl that betrays a twisted aggression. He appears as a monstrosity, bearing the essence of a vampire and a feral beast. Suddenly, as the chamber's tranquility is disrupted by the appearance of a ministry official, their arrival is both cautious and calculated, as they bear the tools and knowledge needed to address the curse that has befallen Ihaz. The official approaches the creature cautiously, awaring the bloodlust that simmers beneath the surface, and their attempts to cleanse the vampiric taint proves partially successful, as they channel the power of the Ministry to suppress the curse's darkest urges. Ihaz, in this moment, experiences a transient respite from their vampiric curse, his feral urges momentarily quelled. The transformation is now taking on a semblance of controlled lycanthropy, with a beast within him able to be released once a month a burden he must stare. Yet, it becomes apparent that the curse's influence is not completely eradicated. A strange and unsettling obsession lingers, as Ihaz gazes with an eerie fixation upon a pair of discarded shoes in the chamber. The ministry official, with a sigh of relief and a sense of somber understanding, steps back from the chamber, acknowledging that while the curse's darkest aspects have been tamed, Ihaz has been forever changed to bear the burden of his vampiric nature and his strange fixation on odiferous shoes. As Ihaz stands there, a twisted hybrid of dragon, vampire, and beast, he eyes the unattended shoes with a predatory hunger. A living enigma with a destiny unlike any other, and a reminder the supernatural curses of the world leave inedible marks on the soul. A few days later, in the heart of Astoria Prime, the sprawling city of grandeur, the Ministry of Adventuring stands as a testament to the nation's commitment to nurturing the spirit of adventure. The rejuvenated adventurers find themselves within its hollowed halls. The gleaming edifice bore the weight of the nation's expectations as the echoes of countless tales of valor. At the Ministry's entrance, they were greeted by imposing marble columns and an ornate gilded portal that spoke of reverence. As they stepped into the foyer, they marveled at the grandeur and were enveloped by light footsteps echoing in harmony with whispers of ancient guests. Illuminated by radiant light filtering through stained glass windows depicting legendary adventures of the past. They were led through a maze of opulent chambers, each adorned with trophies, relics, and enchanted artifacts. Finally, they find themselves in the presence of the head of the Adventuring Academy, a wise and venerable figure. Draped in robes, that seemed to shimmer like the night sky. The head of the academy had a regal air that was undeniable. An aura of sagacity clung to them as they regarded the newly arrived adventurers with discerning eyes. With a voice that carries the weight of experience, the head of the academy explains their second chance. <laughs> Greetings, aspiring adventurers, and welcome to the hallowed halls of the Ministry of Adventure. 
you have embarked on a journey that is as old as our great nation itself, a path of valor, service, and the promise of earning your coveted adventuring license. Aspiring adventurers, welcome to the hallowed halls of the Ministry of Adventuring. You have embarked on a journey that is as old as our great nation itself. He's flanked by three ministry officials. Each of them speak in turn. It is here that within these walls you shall receive the training, knowledge, and the tools needed to represent our nation and ensure prosperity that we enjoy today. Our nation is renowned for its thriving adventuring industry, and the Ministry plays a pivotal role in overseeing the relationships between the Court of Stars and the Council of Chosen. Our goal is to ensure harmony and the well-being of our land. While you may have had setbacks and faced challenges in your previous endeavors, we have faith that this remedial class will be a turning point. And now you have the opportunity to prove your mettle and set forth on a new journey with fellow adventurers. Your path is your own, and your actions will shape your destiny, and the Ministry assigns these quests, each with their own unique grades and challenges. As you embark on these quests, you will confront moral questions and make choices that will define your character. With one last chance to earn your adventuring license, we encourage you to strive for excellence, unity, and purpose. The world needs heroes, and you have the potential to be amongst the greatest. As you venture forth, know that the Ministry stands behind you, supporting your efforts and guiding your way. Our aim is to foster pro-adventuring attitude at home and abroad, ensuring that our nation's heroes represent us with honor. Now, that you step forward into the unknown, may your hearts be courageous and your resolve unwavering. The realm awaits your valor, and the Ministry shall be with you every step of the way. The Ministry each hands you a square piece of parchment. This is your provisional adventuring license. The license does not allow for individual adventuring, but as a group, you may do so. These licenses will allow you to accept posted quests throughout the nation at any questing board, ministry building, or any other official representative. The academy head continues and says, well, if you have any questions, otherwise, and he gestures towards the door, not forcing you to leave, just pointing your next way. Uh, how, how, how long was I there? In your spot? Yes. You had been there for months. Uh, we lost track of exactly when you went missing, but uh, definitely several months. How long did you know where I was? Oh, well, we only found you about a couple days ago, and that's when we saved you. Okay. How long was I gone? Uh... Also, several months. I believe you were gone for about four months. Not longer? Uh, I forget. I read here six six months. I has just makes a slow clap and starts walking slowly towards the exit. <laughs> and remember, this is your last chance. These Use it wisely. Do I have to do it with these people here? This is the only remedial class we have. So unfortunately, you must make deal with this group. So and this is our team. It is indeed. This, look around, introduce yourselves. This is your new adventuring party. 
So the rest of my last party passed, except for me? Uh, yes, actually. Uh, they're, they're still adventuring. They're still out there, but they have uh, their full license. And they are actually working for the ministry now. <laughs> wow, that makes me feel not great about myself. Well, try not to think about that. Think about the future with your new group. Out of character. That's just full dad mode. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I died. At least I thought I died. Yes, I I did hear about your unfortunate passing. Uh, the, we would have brought you back sooner. However, the components for such a powerful spell to bring you back, we did not have on hand. How long have I been dead? You were dead for, I believe, also six months. I feel like there's a lot of... <laughs> Is this how the government works? It takes six months to do anything? <laughs> the government is ruled by red tape. It is it is sad. So is the ministry the government or the the academy? The ministry is one of the branches of government. And the ministry oversees the academy, and the academy oversees the training of young adventurers in our nation. Okay. And we're supposed to take quests to finish out our Yes. Education. Think of this as a independent study. You must accrue uh, a certain uh, a number of points in order to prove that you are trained adventurers. We have different levels from A, B, C, D, and F. A ranking quests are things that change the multiverse or threaten the multiverse. Uh, if you were to do one of those, you would not only pass, but you would likely find yourself in the employ of the highest rankings of society. A B level uh, is mostly the planet and just our reality. So again, if you were able to do one B level, you would automatically receive your license. A C level is something that is a large region, oftentimes a nation. If you do just a couple of those, two to three, you can get your license. A D level is something that affects a town or a province or so, a smaller location. Uh, and these you need about 10 to accumulate. And F rankings, they are the run-of-the-mill go-fetch-quests and uh, talk to this person and deliver this and things like that. That you would need many, many, many to do. But what people often do is they'll do a C level or a D level and fill in the rest with F's. They don't really do the whole thing with F's. Uh, you could, theoretically, although people might not want to hire you afterwards. I, If I save the nation, I have to do it like five times to pass. Well, you would have to save the nation twice. <laughs> Man, if you got to save it that many times, is it worth saving? <laughs> that seems a little... <laughs> save yourself. Exactly. Yeah, I was just going to say, a nation that needs you to save it multiple times would probably just be let go. Put it out of its misery. We do have international relations, so if you wanted to save two other countries, that would also work. <laughs> they don't have to be the same country. Why does it sound more and more like I'm working for the CIA? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Is the Academy funding these quests? Well... You have been given several items Have you been brought back to this party. Many of these quests will rely on those items. Now, it will be, of course, up to you to earn your keep in order to just have your day-to-day -day expenses. However, I don't 
believe that should be too much of an issue for people who have already gotten to this level. This is the last level of the Adventuring Academy, and I have faith that you can manage. Are these remedial classes a normal thing? <laughs> no, normally people don't die in their second year. But we had enough of you fail that we made Quick one just question. for you. If we do not pass the second time, yes. what happens? Well, it's not so much that you're not passing. There is no time limit on this. You can take as long or as short as you need. Uh, there's no test. You just must accumulate enough points. If you never accumulate enough points, you will just forever be uh, provisional adventurers. The only way you can fail is once again to die or to be otherwise incapacitated, in which case the ministry will not be able to save you once again. Ah, thank you. Do my parents know that I'm back from the dead? Uh, yes, we did let your next of kin know, and they are aware of the situation. What about the rest of us? Most of you, not so much. Especially you. We did not contact your your family as when you joined the academy, they were not listed as contacts. We do not know who your family is. Did you call my dad? No, we did not call your father. Would you like us to? We could. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, we have not. Let him think I'm dead. It's probably better this way. Well, you have a whole world to explore. Uh, if you don't have any further questions, I... Where do we get our quests at? So there are official notice boards that you can find in any town center or oftentimes in traveling inns if you are in between towns. You can also go to any ministry building or any ministry official. They might not have a quest, but if they do, they are allowed to uh, give out to the provisional adventurers. There is a board in the town square, or uh, you are welcome to travel anywhere. Now, you are also allowed, and at this point, the uh, the official ministry people have left, um, so it's just him talking to you, and he's kind of talking in the hushed tones. He, you are allowed to take other quests that might not be sanctioned, but just note that they will not count towards your accreditation. Could you repeat that? Oftentimes, you might find a person who needs a quest done, but their their job is not sanctioned by the ministry. Mm. You are allowed to do such things, as long as it does not interfere with ministry workings or any of our governmental or political intrigue. But if you do those, you are welcome to do it, but it does not count to your matriculation. He looks sleepy. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Go find a bulletin board, then. With that, do you guys leave the main building? Is he still flanked by the three? No, the three have left. Okay, go. And what's the guy's name? Uh, you don't know. This is just the academy head. Okay. Does he have, like, a, a desk or plaque or anything? Or is this in a... It's it's George Burke. <laughs> H or W? <laughs> <laughs> He would have needed. He would have needed a draw. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this is. Um, you're you're not really in like his office per se. You're kind of like in a sitting room okay. where they were all kind of just talking to you. Office hours. Got it. I mean, I guess all of you are part of the Adventuring Academy, so there's a good chance that you know. So um, this man, his name is Drago. Drago Braxton. 
is he like the dean? I mean, do we? Yeah, he's so yeah, basically like a dean. He's the head of the adventuring academy, which is a school-like system, like a yeah. like a, a university, I guess, would be the equivalent. But it's as if the uh, it's like a state school because it's directly interfered mm. with by the government. So what I'm really concerned about is my classic RPG mode. Yes, you go to the town board, you find your quest. Where can I learn the card game that's going to occupy all of my time and give me nothing towards any of the quests? <laughs> oh. No, it's when can I go any tavern? I would, I would imagine the best quest, edge quest will probably get you some coin. A bigger quest, maybe some too, but. Oh, if this is the typical JRPG. Um... How do I change the menus and the fonts and like the background for the dialogue boxes and the colors, uh, text speed, things like that? Where's my <laughs> How do I uh, say that I've you know taken this quest and it's mine and nobody else can have it? So usually when you find a quest that you would like, either you have received it directly from a person, in which case you would say, I am doing this, and then he doesn't give it to other people. Ah. Or the notice on the board will say who to speak to. Uh, upon speaking to them, they will generally close off that. Sometimes, especially for F-level quests, they will not close it until it's done because lots of people okay. say, oh yes, I will help you find your cat, and then they never do. And do we get rewards for doing this in this world? Oh, yes, o almost every quest in itself has its own reward, and in addition, right. uh, sanctioned quests will give you credit for your license. And 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 the virtue of having I want to get done a cat. good deeds. Well, I just want to know if I'm going to get paid for doing this too. Mm. <laughs> What's that phrase? Fuck you, pay me. Would, would my character have had any dealings with him prior to this? Like, is this the first time sure. that she's met him? Like, is this a big deal to meet him in person? It's not so much a big deal to meet him in person, but it is significant. It's the same thing as if, like, your principal or dean was there. It's like you probably would have seen him several times for different organizational things or, like, the first day of the year kind of thing. But he's definitely making a special occurrence for this because although there's only five of you or six of you, it's basically, like, the first day of the year, even though everybody else's year started months ago. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Like, for the Academy, is this a normal start time, or are we kind of catching... You are catching up. Are we in, like, okay. second semester or summer school, comparatively? So, basically, you were a senior, and then failed out your senior year, and then it's just like, hey, do, do one last class, and just do your senior thesis, and there's no time limit. Okay. <laughs> okay. God, that would have saved me a couple years of tuition. Is there... Anything other that stands out where we're currently at? Is, is this just like a normal room? Uh, yeah, this is this is like a sitting area. This is not a hotel. We're not investigating the carpet and the lines. <laughs> I think he just he just wants us to leave and go to the quiz board so we can pick a quiz. Yeah, or go anywhere. You could leave town and go anywhere you want. Are there any other, are, are we currently in class with the other adventures that were, uh, is, is there going, anything going on concurrently? Well, are you asking about like your previous parties or just oh, no, parties just, in general? Just in general. Like if, if this is an independent study, is the capstone still going on somewhere else? 
Yes, the, okay. the, the, there is a class happening, but you are a special class. Okay. Question. Yes. How much trouble will I get into if I stab the people who left me in the labyrinth? <laughs> I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> That's a good enough answer for me. Okay, so I propose we start out with something easy so we can get to know each other. F, 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 F. Well, I need to go shopping because this current outfit does not fit my undead <laughs> thing I've got going on. More of a corpse sheet going on. Go emo. I have no clue, but this character took a weird turn, and I got a figure. <laughs> Doesn't go with your vibe. All right, let's go find an F quest. You guys want to go to the, the main... To the town board! I don't even know who you all are yet. Last thing I know is I was dead, and now I'm here. And now you all want to go... Who's Details! E who's even in charge of this group? That's why we have to do a quest, so we can... We can figure out. Well, I think I should be in charge. No. I think you died, so probably not. <laughs> yep. Hey, I got mean? trapped in a labyrinth, but at least I didn't fucking die. I may have been trapped in a mirror, but... I got better. <laughs> Look, we all have poor decision-making skills. Let's just get this over with. Speak for yourself. Wait, so since I'm, I come from a prominent family, mm -hmm. does any of the people recognize me? Mm. I probably would, since I also come from a prominent family. Same. Wait a minute. Are we all prominent families? That's why they saved us. Our parents are rich. <laughs> <laughs> the noble, the noble. The old man has snuck away. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's give you dollars a special class. I'm just picturing like the you know the whatever science <laughs> wing for the I can has cheeseburger uh, science wing donated. <laughs> From the cheese, from the cheeseburger family. Cheeseburger wing of science and industry. Yes, yes. Oh wait, are they, would this technically be high school or middle school? This college. is college. This is college. College. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Except in He Who Fights with Monsters, they're teenagers. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're 22, Hollybrook. So that would be weird if you were in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So you go to the the board. Yeah. <laughs> Did our parents pay for the freshman year insurance? Uh, however, you you uh, established yourself; it was just paid, whether it was from your family or from your own pocket, one way or the other. Mm, I need to look into that. <laughs> okay, town board. As you guys make your way out of the main building, you find a unfamiliar city. You know the city exists, you, just like you guys all know Washington D.C. exists, but. You might not be able to navigate it per se. However, the ministry building is on a high hill and you can see the, the rolling city below you and you can see what looks like a plaza. You're like, okay, that's where the board's going to be. Would you like to go there? Because there are other areas in town if you wanted to go elsewhere, but I think you guys wanted to go straight to the board. Yeah. Cassandra, what are you? I'm an elf. Wizard. So like you and me walking next to each other, it's going to be like Matt and Jeff. Got it. Yeah. Okay. What? I'm three foot tall. <laughs> Do you want a piggyback ride? Apparently, I play short people well. <laughs> or tiny people. I will not say a word. <laughs> Come here, little buddy. I'll give you a lift. <laughs> I don't mind. I'm just... Last time, the big cat man I was always running around with. <laughs> catching a ride. Can we see anything else from the vantage point of the campus? 
Yes. Mm. You can see several different kind of visual differences. There's a large garden-like area with botanical trees and flowers and things. You can definitely see one side of the town definitely looks older and it's probably like a historic district. You can see not only the ministry building you're in, there's a couple of other ministry buildings because this is like the, the capital of the area. You also see like an area which is all a bunch of purple roofs and you would know culturally that that's where like the magic shops and such things would be and other than that you just see the the large walls that surround the city keeping you guys safe also there's a coliseum uh for like entertainment and yeah that's all you really see from here mm. okay, safe from what the wall walls i'm sorry say that again what does the walls protect us from anything that's not within the city <laughs> monsters monsters invading oh, armies wow. anything poor people poor people no there's poor <laughs> people in the city oh okay super poor people <laughs> Refugees, undesirables, trolls, trolls, <laughs> trolls, both literal and figurative. <laughs> As you guys approach the main plaza, there's a very ornate fountain in the center with different displays of heroic tales, basically. And you do see off to the side with its own little roof over it. There's a large notice board and there's several pieces of paper uh, on the notice board. Are there certain races depicted in the statue? Oh, good question. There's a variety. Give me a history check. <laughs> Don't. Oh, can I not do insight instead? Sure, <laughs> give me an insight. It'll technically give you a different answer, but. Um, I have a plus six in like history. <laughs> would um, you like me to do that? Uh, probably. <laughs> okay. With your insight check, these are all <laughs> just historical figures. <laughs> it's what they said in Harry Potter. <laughs> no, there it goes. Uh, Eleven. Yeah. yeah, so this town is historically non-mono uh, racial. So historically there have been like elves and humans and halflings and things like that. But in recent years, uh, additional races have moved in and there's really not like any race wars or anything going on. So there's no conflicts is any of us local-ish? None of you are from this city, but you're all from this nation. Okay. Do we live in dorms? Or do we have our own living quarters elsewhere or whatever? Uh, you had a dorm up until your last year, in which case that was the year that you go out on your actual adventures. Mm -hmm. In which case it's kind of up to you to either tent it or get an inn or hotel or gotcha. whatever you want. What's the, what's the banking system look like? Uh, so there are banks, and as long as you are within the nation, all of the banks are automatically connected. Uh, if you change to another nation, like maybe a neighboring nation or something, there are oftentimes banking systems that will still connect to you, but you oftentimes will have to kind of give them advance warning, and then they'll give you the money because they have to check it. There are, of course, nations that are not friendly with your nation, and they will not have a banking system for you. So if I go to a bank right now and ask for some cash with ID, that would not be an issue? It, it would not be an issue. And then you also have a, a fair amount of cash on you. Well, I wasn't sure what was still on me after they found me. Yeah, so anything in your inventory is physically on you right now. Mm. Okay. Is there a portal system or like international travel to go to another country uh so they do have trains they have airfare but it's like blimps they have carriages or you can walk ride horses 
things like that. Portals exist, or rather portals can be used, but usually that's on an individual's basis. They don't have like a portal that stays up all the time. Okay. I say we find an F-class task to do, and then maybe we go and see if we need supplies for anything. Well, I definitely need an outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Would it, uh, would it be wise or prudent to maybe start with a D class or what's the F class again? Hey man, I just got trapped in a maze for six months. So give me a fetch task. And when we complete that successfully, then maybe we'll fill up one. We don't know what any of each other's powers are. So I have to agree. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. I, I guess I was just concerned that other less uh, scrupulous students in the other class might take the easy ones first, the D ones, since those count the most, but... I'm sure there's a plethora of tasks for us to do. They wouldn't have an entire guild and a school if they only had a small number of things for people to do. Fair, fair. And you know that typically, um, like the F ranks, they cycle pretty quick. The Ds also do so, um, but like C's, B's, and A's, they generally will sit there for a while, because... How often is the whole world under <laughs> attack? Yeah. Right, right. Like pretty often. So just everybody's like slacking and there's just like one multiverse threatening quest that's just up there and no one's taking it. <laughs> well, people might take it, but then they don't finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a hundred years till the great ogre lord comes back. <laughs> you know, somebody else will get it. So you guys want to look for an F rank? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. On the board, three of them uh, stick out to you. There's about 10 or so uh, total, but the the three that are F ranks, you see on the top, just like a basic description, and for any of them you could look further (laughs) into. Uh, You see Troublesome Spirits, Lost Heirloom, and Pest Control. Smack rats. (laughs) I uh, like the sound of some Pest Control. Get a... Control. Get some... Yeah, just with my hey, daggers. Hey, rats! Yes, I, I, I think I would prefer to stay away from troublesome spirits for a while. <laughs> Sounds like there's a story there for later. <laughs> All right. Well, um, looking further into the pest control task, it says a farmer's crops are under siege by pesky creatures. Rid the fields of these critters to save the harvest and earn the farmer's gratitude. And then there's a small amount of um, details underneath that just say, like, where to go to find the the farmer (laughs) and, like, his name and things like that. It doesn't give any information on the creatures. It just says pesky creatures. Next. (laughs) I mean, you could always talk to them and find out. Well, there are six of us. Be pretty sad if we couldn't handle pesky creatures, but I would have liked to have known more about it. Can we look through the other ones before we decide? Of course. The The other thing, too, is if you want further information, you could always talk to a ministry official and they can get you more information. Mm-hmm. Depending on what the, the original quest poster offered as uh, information. Yeah. Hey, question. Yeah. Will these quests be on multiple boards or once you submit it to the academy does it just go to one place like the closest board to whatever that thing needs to be done so it depends on the rank so pretty much every every board in the world will have the a rank listed but only that board will have that specific f rank because it's specific mm-hmm. to a person um and then like that whole town any board in the town will have a d level rank and then 
at any point in the region you would have a sea level and then anything in the gotcha uh, okay okay so it's it's a uh, craigslist like, yeah basically yeah yeah it's it's craig's craig's dump yeah craig's craig's board um so well i guess i would have a question this you said something about the towns do we get quests are there quests from other towns in the country or is it just the quest for that town like our city nope so there are level c quests coming from Mm -hmm. other towns okay so they would be close by though right yes so the FMD quests are basically limited to this specific area. Yeah. And then the, the C quests would be like a greater region, like the greater Chicago area. And then the B quests would be like the entire country. Yeah, basically. Okay, cool. Okay. Ooh, interesting. Well, if it's just nearby, I'd say let's go do the pest ones. Sure. And Make it, it, all- it would be good to help those less fortunate and people that maybe don't normally get the attention of the academy i forgot he was supposed to be pious <laughs> this this may be exhausting <laughs> sounds like an asshole to me <laughs> oh boy so looking at the information the farm listed is just outside the city walls so it's not far at all let's go does everybody have their weapons yes um i'd like to go ahead and ask the officials for more information on this one like just so I know what kind of pests I'm getting into. Or would I know Do based off the reason? Oh, what was that? We'll find out from the farmer. Yeah. Do you have a weapon? What's your name? I'm I'm Eustace <laughs> Diamond. And yes, I, I have my, my weapons. Okay, then you should be fine. Barbie, do you have a weapon? None of those, I have several. I'm a wizard. Oh, yes. And whatever you are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Emo Barbie? <laughs> Let's go. What is this Barbie you speak of? <laughs> yeah, who is Barbie? <laughs> Not you. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Dang. Oof. Dang. I have been in a mirror for a year. <laughs> I don't know Fair. what six months we're talking about. <laughs> All right, I'll give, I'll give you this. Next to th- this whole board is a small stone. And if you talk, if you touch the stone, you can get further information f- about the quest. There is a <laughs> farmer named Thaddeus Greenfield who needs someone to come and save his fields from mischievous critters known as Glimmergrobs. <laughs> oh, ooh, well, well, that's informative. They are small, luminous creatures with a penchant for mischief. Uh, they have iridescent w- wings, uh, and they usually come out during the moonlight and individually harmless, but when they come as a group, they can really have antics that wreak havoc on crops. I have dragon breath, so I can just, like... But then you'll burn the whole field! Well, that's not... The quest doesn't say anything about the field. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. It doesn't say anything about saving the field. Just kill the thing. Technically, it does say, to save the harvest. (laughs) (laughs) But which harvest? He doesn't specify which year. Semantics. <laughs> Maybe I should just go by myself. <laughs> no, I I'll join you. I, I, th- I think th- I think it would be prudent to to get to assess everyone's abilities. Okay. Are these creatures worth anything? Not that you would know. I mean, there might be a random ass person that would want a bunch of them, but not in general terms. So keeping one would not behoove us. No more than it would behoove you to hold onto a rat. Okay. 
Good to know. Are there any other F-class tasks on the board? Uh, there were two others. There was Troublesome Spirits and Lost Heirloom. Uh, I want to fight a ghost. Could but... we uh, could we read those real quick? Like just to, sure. just right before we take off, because I think the pest one's good. Sure. Troublesome spirits. Reports of mischievous spirits causing disturbances in a local tavern has surfaced. <laughs> Investigate the spectral shenanigans and pacify the playful poltergeist without causing chaos for the patrons. Mm. Nope, definitely not for us. Nope. Uh, I was like thinking maybe after we're done with the farm. Yeah, they'll always come maybe. back for it. A- drinking some ghosts. Um, and then the other one is the Lost Heirloom. A distraught citizen seeks in recovering a sentimental family heirloom lost in a nearby forest. Search the woods, navigate the thickets, and locate the cherished item to restore peace yeah. to the family. It's their lost playboys. Yeah, no. <laughs> Can I just use minor illusion to give them a stick that looks like the thing they lost? My vote, <laughs> my vote would be to helping the, the, far, the farmer or the, the poor family. That would... That lost yeah. their, their treasured heirloom. Let's go help the farmer and then maybe go to the tavern afterwards. <laughs> or the heirloom. Maybe. Mm. Do you have a, a a power to find stuff? No, but I'm I'm sure with our, our brains together we could find a way. Oh God, God willing. Boom. <laughs> Many eyes make for light work. Yeah. So it sounds like you guys are gonna do pest control first. Yeah. Yep. Okay. As you guys go, you leave the walls of the city and you find a quaint village outside. It's a it's a farming village. It's called Willowbrook. And it's nestled in these rolling hills and verdant fields. And you go to the farm of Thaddeus Greenfield. He is known for uh, his jovial demeanor and dedication to his crops. And with his predicament threatening his livelihood, he is quite begging someone to save his field. You see him basically standing in his field kind of like with his hand pinching the nose a bit as he's just looking over his crops <laughs> well isn't this quaint ale and well met oh, God. <laughs> maybe you should go talk to the farmer while we deal with the rodents oh that's uh I would love to get a chance to know our client so who's approaching the farmer emo barbie and pious <laughs> okay. but I'm not going with him no, you're the regular Barbie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. As you guys, or as the two of you um, go to the farmer, what I would like from Hollybrook is just a charisma check. Oh, okay. hey. Okay. Whoa. Um, despite your appearance, you manage to make yourself nice, and he sees two helpful souls approaching. <laughs> he drops his hand and looks over and waves at you. Degree. Uh, he's he's a heavy set man, but not like super. You know, he, he's still a farmer. Um, but for a farmer, he's a little heavy. Um, he's got a slight beard, brown, balding hair, and well weathered skin because he is out all day. All right, I I approach him with my you know hands into my sleeves like a monk in front of my body and just like and do a little bow and say hello. <laughs> he kind of puts <laughs> he puts up an eyebrow and but awkwardly bows back. <laughs> Uh, are you here to about the the notice on the board? Yes, uh, help has arrived. Oh, good. And he he gestures around. Uh, both of you, give me perception checks. All right. Oh, oh shit. Hey, you said perception? Yes, please. Hey, oh, I'm throwing rocks tonight. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> Hollybrook, uh, you're you're using all of your brain power to look pretty right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Eustace, though, with a, with a nat 20, uh, you 
quickly assess the situation. First of all, you see there are large gourd-like vegetables, things like medium-sized pumpkins or large squash, and many of them have been crushed. But the, the thing that you really notice is that there's a residue on all of them. And as you tilt your head, even ever so slightly, it, it's an iridescent sheen on them, almost like broken glass or something. But it's very, very fine powder. You don't visually see things on it, but it's almost like dust. But <laughs> if dust was shiny. Okay. Glitter. It's glitter. There you go. It's glitter. <laughs> you know, I had a sneaking suspicion these were going to be Lisa Frank style creatures. <laughs> and I think I was proven correct. <laughs> But yeah, so you notice that, and with a nat 20, the other thing that you can tell is that the the glitter is like, it's a dull gray right now. It, it, it kind of subconsciously makes even the food that's not destroyed just look unappetizing, like no one would want to get it, and it's glitter, so you're never getting that out. <laughs> but yeah, as he gestures towards everything, he's like, I'm going to be ruined if I can't grow things that I can sell or even feed my family with. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, un I understand that that must be very trying. And uh, with your livelihood on the line, I imagine you're very motivated to have this taken care of. Could Some, some information would be best for us that we can best help you. Uh, when, when did the problem start? Earlier this month, maybe a week and a half ago. Hmm, I see. And, uh, and when, when did, how did you first notice it? I walked outside and my things were sparkly and squashed. <laughs> Squashed squash. <laughs> squashed squash. Aha. Oh, that's a funny combination of words, isn't it? When do, when do you notice, have you caught any of them in the act at all? Do they come out at night or the afternoon? Uh, only at night and generally after I've gone to bed. But sometimes they're getting so rowdy that I hear them and I wake up and I see them out from outside. And as soon as I run out, then they scatter. But... I can't stop them from starting. And there's many of I them. The, the, you hear about, you know, one or two coming around here and there, but there's dozens of them. Mm -hmm. That must be very overwhelming. I yell off from the corner, where do they sleep? Yeah, that's what I was just about to ask, which is, do you notice when they, um, do they scatter into any particular direction? Well, it's dark out, so I don't quite see them after they leave. I, I assume they live in the forest, but... I don't know for certain. Mm -hmm. Do any of them... Have you checked every part of your house or your home? They're definitely not coming from inside the house. I have not found any glitter in the house. The Lisa Frank is not coming from inside <laughs> the house. Mm, yes, I see. Well, I'll uh, go back and talk to my compatriots and relay the information. We're going to assess the situation. Yes. And uh, we'll, we'll come back to you and, and see uh, what we find and uh, come up with a plan of attack. Thank you. You've you've called the right people. Uh, I didn't call anybody, but thank you. <laughs> uh, he turns back to his crops. He's not really doing anything. He's kind of just like mourning the loss of his crops. But mm -hmm. you can return to your group. Does uh, do I see anything like on the the way the farm is set up? Like, where's the house, and is there like a, a barn or anything, or a shed next to the like? What's the layout? There is a small house, a small shed, and then what kind of looks like a, a weird silo. Um, there's no animals that live at, at this particular farm. This is purely agricultural. Okay, and what the weird silo? Do I recognize anything about that or? So normally you would have like a grain silo, in which case you would load up the grain. It's definitely not that. Give me a nature check just to see how much you know about farming. 
<laughs> oh, okay. With a 19. Um, this is a special vegetable storage container. It's made out of stone to keep it cool. And there's basically shelves inside there to like place the vegetables in. Mm. I see. I guess I would go over there and check real quick to make sure to see if any of the produce in there is uh has any sign of destruction or glitter or sure as you approach it though he kind of calls after you he's like no no that's the last of my food please do not open that door Mm -hmm. understood understood your your caution is warranted by his reaction though you you feel that there's nothing in there that that food's still good okay all right, I uh, I guess we go. I'll go back and tell the rest of the party what I heard from him. Okay. Question: How long is it until sunset? Um, it's noon, so you have several hours. Okay. Do we notice the glitter leading in any direction? If you would like to go and investigate, you could Ooh. do that. Can I do an insight check? <laughs> an insight into what? Why are you so bad? just into just insight farm? in general into the far into the farmer? No, the looking at the field. I mean, I will allow it, but it's it's not going to be too helpful. Per- sorry, perception. Yes, you can do a perception check. Sorry. I was trying to read about my character. <laughs> okay. I mean, you, you basically see what has already been pointed out. And then someone had mentioned looking for, like, a trail, basically, right? Yeah. Yes. To find a trail, first give me an investigation check. So who's doing that? I as. With an 18 investigation, you do find that what he mentioned before like oh if i open up the window and say hey get out of here they all kind of scatter um so you see several radiating lines of glitter leaving from the center of the field um but they all end up converging and then they aim towards what looks like to be like the river okay if you would like to follow the trail directly you can give me a survival check to follow the trail or ask someone else to do so yeah anybody good at survival let me check. The girl who cheated death is pretty good at survival. <laughs> I'm say, I don't even. I got a plus one. I got a plus two. Oh, I got a plus seven for survival. I was being yeah, literal. Already... <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> so yeah, if you would like, like to track it, do you need to roll it? Yeah, but how does if I died, wouldn't that make me bad at survival? But you're still here, so you survived dying. You you yeah. were bad you're at dead, survival. Yeah. Now you're good. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I guess I get. I can see that since I did come back from the dead. I mean, I guess that would make me good at surviving. <laughs> With a 19, you actually successfully follow the trail, uh, and you can wave down your friends to kind of follow you as you act as a bloodhound. See, I told you I should have been in charge. <laughs> no. <laughs> Leading them away from the farm, they you watch as the glitter goes towards the water and then turns on the bank. So it doesn't go into the river, but it follows the river along. Um, and you see a stone arched bridge that goes over the river, and you see that it goes underneath. Uh, the arch bridge is not very large. It's wide enough for maybe one cart at a time. And it's not that tall either. It's It's maybe four feet tall. Who wants to go in? Maybe the th- three-foot-tall person. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm too tall for this, I think. I can go. What do I need? So as you go in, either give me a perception to kind of notice what's around or an investigation to actively search. Okay. With this, at first you think that they're bats just hanging from underneath the bridge. But in fact, as you look at them, they are not black and fuzzy, but they are gray and shiny. Okay. So... 
These are our things. Uh, give me a nature check. Uh, you have never heard of a glimmer god before, so you're assuming it makes sense. I mean, it matches the gray on the squash. True. Okay. I sneak back out and I relay this to the rest of the group. Um, as you do that, just give me a stealth check not to wake them all up. Perfectly asleep. <laughs> it's as if you were never there. You didn't even leave a footprint. Nice. Breathe into the cave, but acid, fellow acid. I think I have acid breath. Yeah, I'm, I'm picturing this kind of like a wasp's nest. Exactly. Yep. Just get a bucket of gasoline. Dragon fire should be able to kill it, right? Well, we'd want to see it. We'd want to seal up any exits on top or anything, though. I have acid splash, magic missile. We would not see any bodies with dragon fire, would we? What do you mean? Maybe not. Do you want to save like a, a, a souvenir? Is that why you're asking? No, just so we have proof to the farmer and whoever else that we completed the yeah. task. Carbon Fang would know that uh, their breath it, it creates an acid, which not necessarily going to completely disintegrate the creature, but would at least damage it enough. But I think a, a person who would recognize the creature enough would s still recognize it even if damaged. Mm. Yeah, and then the bugs won't come back the next day. So I'm yep. good with that. I've also got um, Agnazar's Scorcher, which is a 30 foot long, 5 feet wide line of roaring flame. So if that'll help. Okay, that could be backup option B, but I, I think this is like an F quest, so I think it shouldn't be too complicated. Yeah, let's go for it. All right, first what I would like, I'm going to ask either Hollybrook or Myrtle to give me just a D20. You want to do it? Yeah. Okay, so there are 13 of these little buggers hanging from the bottom of this uh, bridge. What in hell? <laughs> Guess we didn't want to roll high that time. <laughs> Thirteen still a lot. DM secret: If you were less than ten, I would have added five. Okay. Um, but with thirteen, you have a fair amount. But of course, if you have an area of effect attack, such as Carbon Fang or Cassandra, shouldn't be an issue. Okay, Carbon. So, is Carbon Fang like to attack? Yeah. All right. Can we uh, seal up the entrance first so they don't just all run out? Well, it's a it's so it's the arch stage. of a bridge, so it's gonna be how how would you like? To... Oh, oh, yeah. gotcha. No, 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 never mind, never mind. Yeah, I gotcha. And I think they're all sleeping, so they should. I wouldn't be on the other side with an acid breath. I mean, you're already dead. Though. <laughs> For your acid breath, um, it's not a two hit; it's a dexterity save. So they're gonna make their save. So it's a one d twenty plus two, and they need to be a thirteen. They need to meet or beat a thirteen. They got an 11, so they failed. So they take 2d6. Ooh. Do I roll it? Yes, please. And, uh, a 2 and a 3. Okay. So you deal 5 damage to all of them. It's not enough to kill them, but it is enough to wake them up and piss them off. Um, so they're all kind of fluttering <laughs> oh, no. around. What? Okay. I was stronger than that. Batting practice. Are they still contained right. in the... For the next 6 seconds, they are within this area. Yet. Can I just have that torture? Sure. All right. This shit. What are you doing? I'm casting a fire spell. Oh, I have a short bow I could use. I ca I hit cast, but it's not doing anything. So they need to make a dexterity saving throw. So I will do that again. Okay. Um, one d twenty plus two. So they need to meet or beat a seventeen. Um, holy crap! And they they only got a twelve, so they fail. So please give me the three d eight. Three, four, and one. Okay. So that's an eight, correct? Mm -hmm. All right, so between 
between the two attacks, they all fall into the river dead. Let me do this. I'm going to give a percentile roll. Bloop. Okay, with an 83. Luckily, the fire and the acid have burned all of the little glitter off, so you don't just pollute the river. Um, but they all fall, plop, 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 right into the river. You are successful. I grab Yay. one. Sure, no roll necessary. You take a dead body of one of these uh, glimmer gobs. Well, we got to show the farmer. Yeah. I'll handle it. I'll uh -huh. hand it to Diamond <laughs> so he can go report back. I grabbed several. <laughs> Are you wanting to eat them? I just grabbed several. That wasn't a no. <laughs> Souvenirs. Give me a um, a sleight of hand just to see how how many you can pick up at once. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you get the other twelve in your hands. Yeah, I do. None of them wash down the river. <laughs> you are full recycle. Robert cheeseburgers. <laughs> Okay, so uh, you have defeated the, the things underneath let's, the bridge. What uh, let's would you go like to do now? get some praise from okay. a farmer. And then we probably... Do we need to make sure... Sorry, this is probably an Adam question. Um, do we need to make sure we nuked the right things? <laughs> like, hey. Well, I mean, you're taking the body back, so I'm sure they'll say something one way or the other. Okay, all right. They'll be like, no, those are my 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 nest of gray ghouls or something. My prized pigeons. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as as you guys uh, approach, so Eustace is going. Is is anyone else going? Uh, is I has going too? I has will go behind her All right. quietly. Behind who? Um. Wait. Who who's carrying the body? Eustace. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have. I have one of them. Oh. Okay. Yeah, whatever his yeah. name is. Yeah, I'll follow behind him, okay. holding them all <laughs> near his head, but not touching. <laughs> um, all right, as you approach, uh, the farmer looks up, and a bit of a smile comes onto his face, just recognizing like the sight of you holding dead small things. Uh, and he says, oh, back so soon. How, how is your investigation going? I well, we believe done. it to be complete. Oh, well. Good. Where, where, where were they? I uh, point to whom found it in order to give proper credit for them to explain where they found them underneath the, the bridge. I'm like, much like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> they were under the bridge downtown. He um, he smiles. He says, oh, good. So um, are, did you get like, uh, where are, so you've got these dead bodies, of course. I see them. Um, are the others like just on the ground somewhere? Should I pick them up? I has drops all of them right now and points <laughs> at the ground. He he looks down at them and then looks back up at you. His expression not changing. <laughs> Eustace does a little slide and a like a gliding hand motion to be like, behold, <laughs> like G they are there. Give me give me an insight check with advantage. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have you are vanna yeah. white voila um but yeah he he's just standing there he hasn't he hasn't said anything he, well i mean he did say something but he hasn't changed what he said so he kind of like looks between the two of you and then peeks his head over at the others waving how many were there by your estimate so back when eustace talked to him the first time he did say there were dozens Mm. You just killed 13, so that's a dozen. 
Ah, I see. So we have to find a couple other hidden area. There, there's more. Oh, well, this is a great start, and I appreciate this. Are there more such bridges around? Well, that's the only bridge right here. It's it's over the, the river. There's only one river in the area. But I'm sure you can find wherever they're hiding. Okay. Hollybrook, if you would like to give me a another survival check, you can track further. Okay. Okay, fair enough. You follow, again, the, the radial path, and they all converge. You watch. It goes to the river. It goes to the, the um, uh, bridge. But it actually goes through the bridge out the other side. So it's less, less trail, but still a, a fair amount of trail. And then at this point, they're leading towards... They're, they're actually leading back towards the city, but at least just in this initial trajectory, they could move um, as you follow it. Is it just Hollybrook, or how, how many people are going to track? I'll go with Hollybrook. Anyone else? Mm. Maybe Carmen should go with him, and the rest of us should uh, protect the farm. Good. Is it late? What? What? Well, yeah. What time is um, it? It's like mid-afternoon, maybe like two or three. Okay. We could just wait for them to come here. I would like to get another quest in today, if possible. Sure. Yeah. Let's uh, let's all check it out then. Speed it up. As you guys track with the 16, you do find three more areas, basically under naturally occurring surfaces. So there's a, a part literally on the outside of the wall where there's like a terrace, and there underneath the terrace, you find another area where it's just a naturally occurring cave, and then you find one where it's an abandoned woodshed. Between the three of them, um, we'll do just quick rolls. I'm not going to bother with the decks saves because they haven't saved so far. So Carbon, if you would be so kind as to give your breath for the first one. I got nine. You did nine. Mm -hmm. uh, they look very bad, but they're still alive. Um, if uh, Cassandra would like to give the um, the final blast, or if Cassandra wants to, I know it's a spell, so. I has would like a chance to spit as well. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I has. Uh, please give me your damage. Okay. Okay. Uh, between Carbon Brain, uh, Carbon Fang, and I has, they die, and you get basically four dozen of these in total. You are able to gather them up at the at the wood shack. There's even like a sack, and you kind of just shove them all in the sack, and you can bring it back to the farmer. Okay, I wonder Hooray! if there was like a smarter way to do this, like uh, some sort of biochemical way, to just like feed one, so then the rest, especially the rest kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, that, that could have worked. Ma magical, it's kind of magical roundup or... <laughs> yeah, or that would be a more yeah. elegant way to do this. <laughs> I mean, hey, it worked. <laughs> Can't argue with results. Um, what I would like is for someone to give me a nature check, just to determine whether or not you have gotten all of them. I have plus four in nature. Cassandra's pretty certain you guys have completed this task. There may be others that live at a distance from here, but anything that's affecting this farm in particular have been eradicated. Good job, team. First class. That only took us half a day to do an F quest. No wonder we all failed. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you go, um, you go back to the um, farmer, and he, of course, 
is very grateful to you uh, helping him with his problem. He thanks you. He says, you know, this is the job that I've asked you. And then he asks for the piece of paper that he had posted, which, or no, he doesn't ask for the piece of paper. He asks for your license. Um, and he has a small little wax seal that he kind of presses onto each of your papers. And you watch, it's, it's actually quite interesting. He's pressing a seal and then the little wax seal like exists for maybe five seconds. And then it kind of dissolves directly into the paper and disappears. Ooh. And there's a little Ooh. number at the top right of the license. Where's... And it, it picks to one. You have earned one point. Ooh, we get to 10, we get a free coffee. <laughs> Now he, he finishes that and he says, oh, and yes. Uh, and he pulls out a bag. It, it has uh, 20 gold in it. He's like, I'm sorry, I can't give you more money, but uh, this is what I can afford right now. Uh, but I'm definitely in your debt. If you ever need fresh vegetables, please come by. Uh, maybe in the next harvest, but you know, uh, please come by. Would you be able to spare one squash for us? <laughs> give me a, um, a persuasion check. Okay. All right. I have plus six. For the twelve, it, it wasn't going to be a hard one. He'll he'll give you one. He he goes into the um <laughs> the small uh silo like structure, pulls out one squash, hands it over, and he says, "Yes, uh, please enjoy this." And like I said, uh, you are definitely or I am in your debt. Please come back anytime, and you'll be welcome guests here. No, thank you, sir. So yes, well, yeah. you, you have yeah. finished your uh, first F level quest. You can continue however you would like from here we did it guys we didn't look mm -hmm. at floorboards we didn't just ignore an entire city you know we'd stay in one block we did it we did it. find some spirits at the tavern let's go get drunk <laughs> i got to do actual magic hey. Hmm? Hey. hey hey let's go party like we finished an a <laughs> <or B> quest <laughs> um okay so uh do you want to go to that specific uh tavern Yes. Yes. Okay. So you go back, uh, back into town. It's still afternoon, and it's right in the heart of Astoria Prime, and it's a renowned tavern called the Merry Minotaur. It's a lively establishment that's frequented by locals and adventurers alike, and it's run by the amiable proprietor Gwendolyn, also known as Gwen Thistledown. This tavern is a beaconway of conviviality until the recent spectral disturbances. Um, and as you enter in, you see Gwen. She's a halfling, and she's working the bar as some people uh, are coming in. It's afternoon, so it's not super busy. But yeah, you, you just see uh, what right now looks like a regular tavern. Does she recognize any of us? I don't think so, because I don't think any of you have really frequented this place before. Okay. Um, I think we should sit down and discuss how it went uh, in a way to observe the tavern. Or a, a mission debriefing slash retrospective. While spying on the tavern. While spying on um, the tavern. As soon as you sit down at one of the tables, uh, the mugs on the table start floating. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Ghosts? Um... As, as soon as you react in any way you do, they kind of fall back to the table, keeping upright. They don't make a mess or anything. But if anyone would like to give a perception check, you can do so. Do it. Oh, yep. Go for it. Hey. Okay, cool. Not 20. Um, so first of all, everybody hears like the echo of a laughter. Um, it's not like, oh, there's a person next to you laughing, but you can hear some laughter and it's kind of weird sounding. Myrtle, you can see ever 
so much out of the corner of your eye. And once you look towards it, it's gone. But you definitely saw like a figure and it was the movement of a, a, a humanoid figure standing off to the side. But as soon as you looked at it, it disappeared. Okay. Oh boy. Too much z It's all over again. But all four drinks started floating at once. Or all six. All, all six mugs started to float, kind of danced, and then as soon as you reacted, they all kind of just fell back into place. Is there any reason someone else, some other bar, some other person, would want this place to go out of business? Uh, you could ask. Can I just cast yeah. Detect Magic? Sure. Um, you can cast Detect Magic. Nothing sticks out to you. So the mugs, which were just flying, are not glowing magic. So whatever affected this wasn't a magic spell. The things that you do notice that are magic are the lights. It's a magical flame. And just like the average thing that you would see, like any of the spellcasters sitting next to you, they also glow their specific school of magic. And any items you guys have on you would also glow. Has the bartender come around? The bartender, like at the bar, it's not really a, a table service kind of thing, but you could okay. wave her down and she'll come. Um, I just want to ask her, like, what's the story with the goose? Sure. Spirit. So you go over to her, you see her. You're also a halfling, right? Yeah. All right. So she, she smiles and she actually, as soon as she sees you, she just kind of laughs a bit. Uh, she says, well, it began seemingly as pranks. The mugs floating in the air, I just saw that. Uh, sometimes the chairs slide across the floor, whispers in the corridors, but it's getting worse. And it is kind of worrisome, both for my staff and the patrons. Actually, staff doesn't want to come in anymore after, after like 2 or 3 p.m. Lately, we've had glass shattering, like glasses shattering. The furniture is levitating with people in it, and people are seeing figures in the mirrors or, or anything. And w when you have someone drunk, lifting them up in the chair and spinning them around is not a good idea. <laughs> Does this stuff happen only when there's people here or you're closed or... Well, we don't really close until morning, and there's usually people here. So I can't really tell a difference, but it's definitely more active at night. Okay. So it's never happened, you know, after you've closed, before you've gone home, when you're the only person here? To be honest, as soon as I try to close down, I exit very quickly. I don't want to stick around when I'm alone. Okay. Has anything happened here prior to this starting? Like... Any tragedies or atrocities? No tragedies or atrocities. She's going to think to herself, there's nothing that has happened within my walls. I keep a nice, happy environment, but she's going to think otherwise. Oh, uh, 14. I mean, there has been a lot of noise recently coming from outside. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I don't think it's related, but who knows? Maybe it is. Okay. Did she say when it started? So if you ask her, she would say that it, it has escalated recently. Um, we don't really know exactly when it started because in the beginning, we just thought people were drunk and like, oh, my, my cup moved. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. So I don't really know when it, it, it's done, but it's definitely been several weeks, maybe three to four weeks, maybe longer if it really slowly ramped up, but definitely no, minimum, no less than three weeks. Did anything happen in town or right before that? Mm, I mean, not really. It's been business as usual here. The city doesn't change much. Like I said, there's been noises coming from outside, but that's normal for a city, so. Have you wronged any children lately? <laughs> or 
or frat boys. <laughs> um, give me a persuasion check with disadvantage. <laughs> she's gonna be like, "What the hell?" Yeah. Would you um, say that like the mugs on the table weigh less than a pound? Uh, yes, they definitely weigh less than a pound, unless they have liquids in them. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I want empty mugs. Like while they're chatting. Mm-hmm. I has takes three mugs and puts them above his staff of adornment. Okay. So that they can float around <laughs> and spin above it. And he just kind of leans back and looks around with like a come at me, bro, kind of look <laughs> on his face. <laughs> just to see what happens. Okay. Um, give me an intimidation check to provoke something. Okay. Cool. Give me a perception check with disadvantage. Oh, wow. Uh, negative one. It's, oh, if I didn't have disadvantage. Wow. You've got the two opposite ends of the spectrum. So unfortunate, Whoa. unfortunate waste of a net 20, but you get the net one with a minus one. You are so like ready with your staff, with your, your dancing mugs that you don't know this, your own net come out from your backpack um, and lift over your head and then drop over your own head. <laughs> Can I do an investigation? Uh, sure. Into what? Did she answer the question? Uh, no, she didn't. She just scrawled at you. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> it was rude. <laughs> well, you know, if there are, are trickster spirits, they don't seem to be doing any real damage. I mean, she, they're uh, breaking glasses. Breaking glasses. Mm. True, true. Scaring people away. I've been, I've actually been trying to use the wooden mugs as much as possible. Just to avoid anything. Um, can I do an investigation check just to see if I notice anything that looks wonky or out of the ordinary or off? Sure. I'm going to say it's not an investigation, but it's a perception. Is that okay? Yeah, I mean, I've got plus four in investigation, plus three in perception, so... <laughs> okay, with an eight and a nine, there you do look around, but you don't see anything out of the ordinary. There's no, like, obviously cursed items or... Or anything like that. No runes, no graffiti that might have summoned something. If anyone else would like to give a perception check, you can do so as well. You want to? Okay, I guess. Sure. I'm just wondering what to. this world's equivalent of white claw is. White claw? <laughs> <laughs> I guess just a what? fermented <laughs> water. What this world's equivalent of white claw is. Hollybrook. The only thing that you notice is that there is a lot of noise coming from outside. Um, and it's not just like, oh, people are talking. There's like banging. And it's to the point where there's even like a slight amount of dust falling from the rafters here. So you don't quite understand what the deal of that is. So I, I pass that on and tell everybody, there's an awful lot of noise going on outside. Maybe you should go investigate it. No. <laughs> <laughs> you nah. Maybe you should go with her. No, no, I, I think my place is here. Oh my gosh. I'll go. Christ. I'll go with you. Let's go. You sound so excited. <laughs> you guys can go outside, and as you look outside, the building next door is under repair. What is it? Um, it, it appears just to be a, like, there's a, a general store underneath, and then, like, a person's home above it. Is there anyone outside that we could talk to? There are a couple laborers. Or there's just people on the street. Cool, well, I, I want to talk to the laborers. Yeah. Okay. Um, give me a persuasion check. If you get less than a five, they won't talk to you. 
I have plus five. So don't get a nat one. Plus five. <laughs> okay, so you got the five plus five is a ten. They look over at Cassandra and they stop working for a second. This is oh, hello. Yeah. Hi. What are you guys up to? Oh, we're just finishing up uh, some renovations on this uh, historic building. Nice. Can I ask who owns it? Oh well, there's. The general store, and I believe the owner of the store owns the building, but we're not working for him. We're actually working for the ministry since the ministry wants all of the historic buildings to be well upkept. What happened? Oh, okay. To I'm sorry, say that again. What happened to the building? Oh, it was just aged. It's it's a couple of reinforcements to the walls to make sure that they don't collapse or anything like that. It's not in any urgent danger, but we figure why wait until there's an issue? We might as well do it now. That's totally fair. Do you happen to know how old this building is? Uh, this one is uh, several hundred, I believe 300 to 400. I, I don't know the exact date. So you would say the probability of something tragic happening in this building is pretty high? <laughs> um, he looks at you kind of deadpan like, what? <laughs> Give me a persuasion check. <laughs> okay. have, have you even found out why it's historically important yet? Oh, okay. Well, then that's one I'm sorry, what was the original question? Has anything bad happened? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if anyone's been murdered or died or whatever. Because, like, um, my other job is paranormal. And when you get hauntings, it's usually something started up. Sure. I mean, he shrugs. He says, I'm mm-hmm. certain, like, there is a, a living home here. So I'm certain several people have died here. But mostly end-of-life deaths. I, I don't think there's been any murders that, that, that I know of. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So have they had any strange happenings while they were remodeling? All right. This guy is going to make a perception check to see if he has noticed anything. Nope. (laughs) Just a remodel job. When did the remodeling start? Uh, Well, it was about a two month job and we're almost done. So probably a month and a half ago, maybe a month. Okay, excellent. When did the shit next door start happening? Three to four weeks. Mm. Three to four weeks. So the timeline matches up. Probably longer. So I think I think I was asking if we know why the story the the building was historical. Yeah, like maybe some spirit tied to the building is upset that they're touching it. You you tell us why the building is considered historical? I believe it's it's just because of the architect that built it. Oh, who was that? Yeah, who built it? There you go. It was an orc woman. The guy that's flying around. There's an orc woman named uh, Braca. Mm. Who saw the spirit? Was it? Give me a uh, nature check. Okay. Okay. With an 18, you're pretty sure it was not an orc. Okay. Do I know what it was? Uh, It was a humanoid, but not an orc. Probably closer to a human or an elf. Okay. Is Is the owner around? The owner of this building? Uh, no, he's he's out since he's not really allowed to be living in the building as we're constructing, just as a precaution. Oh, I see. Is he is he like nearby? Does is he stay somewhere? Personally, I'm not aware, but usually on these things, uh, since it's the ministry forcing this relocation, they'll pay for him to to have like a month's stay in a hotel or. Hey, does that inn have a rooms to rent? He looks over at the tavern and he says, Well, I know that they rent out cots, but they don't really have bedrooms. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Anyone else have any questions? What's this on top of? 
an Indian burial ground. <laughs> really? Was was this was there something here before the historic building? Oh, that much I don't know. You you could probably find out if you wanted to do research in like a library or ask the ministry, but I, I don't know. <laughs> this is like the most helpful construction. <laughs> yeah, you it's I mean, you can learn guy. more about it at your local <laughs> library. Yeah, it's because of her looks. That's why I called her Barbie. <laughs> also the Nat 20. You got it. <laughs> I'm charismatic. <laughs> well, I think this definitely has something to do with it. I just haven't quite figured out. Well, I'm going to get back to work. Thank you. And please mind your, your head if you enter the alleyway. We're doing repairs. Thank you for being so helpful, and if you gentlemen would like to join us for a few beers later, we will be next door. You know, we might take you up on that. We'll, we're getting off as soon as the sun sets, which should be pretty soon, so... Yeah, please do. I would love to buy you a beer in exchange for how helpful you have been answering this random woman's questions. <laughs> well, <laughs> I will not say no to that. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, I say we all go back in now and try to get some more information. Anybody else doing anything while outside, or does everybody go back in? As Ihaz walks around, he makes special caution when re-entering the inn to have his hand on his net. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not going to tease these things anymore. <laughs> I want to just walk around the block. Sure. To see what's around. Sure. No roll necessary. You take a quick, brisk walk around the block. There are several minor stores nearby. A lot of these stores seem to be the type where whoever owns the store or works or proprietor or whatever kind of lives above it. So there's usually no more than two floors, maybe on the occasion, the third floor, if the store itself is like two floors. Nothing of note. Is there anything specific you're looking for, maybe, or just kind of in general? Just really wanted to see what the buildings were around it to get an idea of what else could be at play. Sure. You don't see anything like there's no graveyard nearby. There's no um, religious building nearby, at least not within the block. Really nothing other than really what you've seen so far. So there's the one building that's getting uh, work done on it. I guess the only other thing that might have something to do with it is there's an enchanter shop like on the other side of the block, but seems unrelated okay so i have a plan and it might be a bad thing but it's a plan i say we get some of those construction workers a little drunk and see if we can get any more information out of them. and then i say one or two of us rent a cot for the night and we stay after they close up and we see what happens it's a good plan yeah agreed or we could try to exercise the ghosts <laughs> well, i want to I want to make sure it's an actual ghost and not just an asshole. Because <laughs> assholes are actually easier to remove. True. True. Hollybrook, I would like something special with you. Since you are basically a, a zombie and also a cleric, um, could you give me, I'm going to say, I'm going to say in this sense, an insight check. Kind of just into the building itself. And also, I was going to ask if my undead baby senses were tingling. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that exists, if that's a thing or not. I mean, it's a good science. You got an 18. So uh, with your 18 on your insight check, as you're kind of just in the room, ignoring the people in here, and you're kind of just feeling the uh, state that you're in, there is something 
reminiscent of when you were dead. You don't remember being dead. You remember dying and then you remember coming back. But there is kind of that feeling within the crypt where maybe there were some spirits or something. There's definitely not people living in that crypt. And there's something familiar about it, but it's not nearly as strong as where you were in the crypt. It's almost like the LaCroix of that feeling. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Like someone screaming ghosts in the other room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's sitting around me at the table? Because I didn't go anywhere. Oh, well, um, if you didn't leave, I think, did Carbon Fang leave? Oh, I'm still here. No, I meant like, did you leave the table to go outside? No. So you stayed? Yes. Okay, so Carbon Fang would have been there. So I probably would have brought that up. Just kind of, just sitting there kind of going, does anybody, do you, do you feel that? Is it like a presence? Is it a, I don't know, how would you describe it? It's as if like, there's a person standing over your shoulder, you can sense that they're there without seeing them. Yeah. Carbon Fang, give me an Arcana check, please. 19. Okay. Uh, well, 26. Oh, 26. Um, with a 26, you can tell that whatever is here is not, like, it's not an illusion. It's not like some spell. It is in itself its own natural occurrence. And that to you, because you are quite good at like physical puzzles and things like you want to be able to solve this. And the pieces are kind of coming together. It's not magic. It is spiritual. Mm. As a undead cleric, would I recognize this as something like what I you, you definitely don't like understand like, oh, this is a wraith or something like that. But you're like, this is spiritual and related to something dead. I'd probably get up and go find the group and tell them here going through i think by the time you've come to this conclusion they've entered back through the door okay so i i tell them all that basically what you told me i'm sitting here going through um what's carbon fang thinking about all of this i am not sure carbon fang is like very unsure of herself and she feels very uncomfortable in this situation because it's out of her comfort zone so she's just sitting back and observing so give me a perception check this is a tiered thing so for every five points you will get a better thing so five is perception so is who, everyone who, doing this or i got a nat one <laughs> plus two that's a three you um as soon as the uh, bartender told about the silver sprite seltzer you're like i will take seven <laughs> <laughs> Do I recognize that Carbon Fang is very uncomfortable? Give me an insight check. It's a new person, so it's a little bit hard, but not impossible. Okay. With a 14, Carbon Fang, are you hiding your uncomfortableness, or are you letting it known? I'm not hiding it. Okay. So then I would say, Eustace, you would notice it. Okay, gotcha. All right, well, I go over to Carbon Fang, and I kind of also say, like, are you also uncomfortable about spooks, specters, and ghouls? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I go, I thought I could tell another one. I'm the same way. I, I just don't like them very much. But it'll be all right. You know, we it's daylight. We can always exit the building. It's not like they're going to possess you or anything. No, we don't know that. Can I cast Eyes of the Grave? Is that, as an action, you know the location of any undead within 60 feet? Is a ghost undead? I think it is. Let me double check. Ghost. Oh, that is a good question. Uh, it is undead. Okay. Yeah, you can cast that easy. What what level spell is that? Uh, do, do, do. Let's find out. Did you say it was eyes of the what? 
That's under features and traits. Oh, it's not under the thing. Oh, okay. Because you're a zombie. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you can oh, shit, you can do that five times per long rest. Okay. Um, as an action, you know the location within <laughs> sixty feet of you that isn't behind total total cover. Okay. That isn't protected from divination magic. That's fine. Uh, you can use this feature five times per long rest. All right. Give me a perception check. Like it's gonna work regardless, but give me a perception check. Okay, with a 10. You don't get the exact location, but as you cast this action, the eyes of the graves, as you kind of look around, there's something that's pulling you. There, like, there's undead presence in this area. Give me a wisdom check just to kind of know your own body. You've got a very high wisdom score, so you'll probably get it. Okay, with a 19. So basically, it's like this eyes of the grave won't work if the body isn't visible. Like, if it's invisible, but it's like behind a wall you can't see it um or know mm -hmm. where it is so you're getting that type of feeling it's like it's nearby but i can't i don't have a direct line of sight okay so i tell the group that, that, that yeah there is something here ghost-like and it's within the vicinity but i don't know exactly where it's at so are we in a cask of the amontillado situation where Building refurbishments buried a body in a place no one would think to look. That's exactly what I was thinking. What's closest to the construction? What side of the, the bar is closer to that side? Uh, the eastern side. I say let's start there. Okay. Um, you guys seem like you have a plan. And what we'll do is we will wrap up here. Oh shit, it's 1030. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, but you guys are doing very good. You've already completed an effort level uh, quest. Uh, you're starting... 400 to... more to go! <laughs> you're, you're using your uh, your skills and your your magic. Um, I completely <laughs> forgot you had Eyes of the Grave, so that's helpful. <laughs> I was, yeah, I, that's awesome. I was looking at spells. I didn't even think about looking in the features yeah, and traits. There's quite a, bit, quite a bit of interesting stuff there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This will be quite interesting. I'm looking forward to how this works out. Thank you for listening to Remedial Adventure. The intro-outro song is Thinking Doc by Anachronite, and our various ambient tracks are by Bardify. Our players have asked to remain anonymous, at least for now, but I have been your DM, Adam Souza. I'm putting together the next episode now, which should go live in about two weeks. So thanks again for listening, and I hope to see you again.